We give you all the glory tonight. We bless your holy name. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you, Father, for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your great grace. Thank you for how you have been with us from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thank you for the divine healings on Tuesday. Thank you for your word of knowledge on Tuesday. Thank you for the accuracies. Thank you for the deliverances. We give you all the glory. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for your stronger trance that could come to our hearts and bring us to a love affair with you. We give you praise and honor and adoration. Lord, we are grateful for what you are set to do tonight. Thank you because your word will come strong again to us. Thank you because you will bring us into great alignment. We receive all that you have for us, Father. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Father, because you have had our prayers. For in Jesus' powerful name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. I want to welcome us specially again to tonight's broadcast. Thank you for joining in. Um, it's always encouraging when we start and I begin to see people coming on to listen to God's word, even at this time of the night after a long day. Honestly, it's a blessing to me and I know that God will honor this passion, this your love in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, it's, it's always beautiful to even see people who I know are outside the country who sometimes at their place of work still try to plug their ears just to make sure that they listen to me. Thank you for supporting my life and ministry and you would experience that same support in every area of your life in the name of Jesus. But but more than that, thank you for joining. Thank you. I love you dearly and you are always in my prayers. And I hope that you are not just listening. You always pray for me too. I also need your prayers at every point as God continues to instruct us to take his words to so many homes and so many areas of this world. Um, please continue to pray for me. That the assignments that God has committed in my hands will not fail in my hand. And God would answer those prayers in the name of Jesus. So thank you for joining. And um, I hope that since Monday we have been getting blessed. Um, I, I didn't get feedbacks yesterday. Okay, I got from one person or two. And um, just in case you have been having difficulties coming online or listening to us, I want to sincerely apologize for Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, I, I think there were a bit of challenges with network um, for those who are either using Wi-Fi or any other means. There was there were a bit of challenges. Though we had a couple of close to 30, 40 people joining us during the course of the ministration. But outside that, sorry for the challenges, please try as much as possible to see how you can get the messages um more importantly yesterday's message god's word was very strong i've listened to the sermon myself four times i always make sure that when i speak i i go back to listen to myself not because i'm the one who spoke but because sometimes many of the things that i say are not planned the Holy Spirit stares, the Holy Spirit inspires, and I always go back to take notes. I've had to listen to the message myself four times and do like a thorough search of my life to the things that were discussed. We spoke about two things yesterday, intimacy, love affair, and um, the place of staring. And I've about to go back to my life and begin to check so many areas that God has stared me and I missed it. The ones that I was accurate with and the results that I saw in my life. So please, if you have not listened to that message, if today is your first time of joining, try as much as possible to look for that message. If you can get my number, 
just try and get that message it's going to really transform and change your life and your perspective um the message itself is a seven to ten weeks message but the holy spirit was able to help us to construct it in such a way that some of the vital points that it needs for our heart was released that yesterday so please listen to it i believe that god has a word for someone i don't want us to forget the burden of this meeting the burden remains revelation god wants to reveal to you what you need to know what you need to do and where you need to be so we've we've been navigating from the place of the architect to the planter to the call and now today we are talking about the advocate so it's the revelation of jesus is the revelation of you to yourself so please as we pray make sure that that remains the foundation of your burden that god i need to see sight sight that's that's the burden of this meeting and that's his promise that there will be revelation for tomorrow we will not be meeting by 9 p.m I, I've, I've explained that to us in the previous days and that's because of some of the meetings that um we have tomorrow i'm supposed to be in two places tomorrow almost at the same time and um it will not be convenient as it were to still be on this platform so please on saturday we'll have all the time in the world to meet by 9 p.m so get ready for saturday on saturday by the grace of god we'll be spending quality time to pray and you might just even i don't know how god is going to move or do his things yet but i trust that the holy spirit will lead us for saturday so if you know anybody who has not even joined thus far tell them saturday be ready to pray be ready to stay with god and revelation will come so tonight i just want to drop a few words for us as i speak about the advocate if i had my way i would have had um one of my friends to do this teaching today but um is is now a bit busy because he himself is a lawyer um but but i trust that the holy spirit would um, speak through me as i describe jesus christ the advocate so the advocate we'll be talking about today is jesus christ and i'm really trusting that he will inspire us and he will show himself and reveal himself to us tonight in the name of jesus christ so my text is from first john chapter 2 verse 1 and the bible says my little children i am writing these things to you that you may not sin but if anyone does sin we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous so john the beloved begins in this text written to his little children as he called them with an understanding that you are not supposed to sin you see laws were not created to be broken that was what he was just trying to tell them you are not supposed to sin but he says to them paradventure you sin in case something happens that is beyond you you are flesh anything could happen and brings you to a point whereby you sin he says to them there is an advocate and his name is jesus christ now i like the way them john the beloved put he said there is an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous you know the first thing i want you to understand about the advocate or the lawyer is the fact that the posture or the position of an advocate in the life of any client or in the life of anybody is the posture of pleading our case before the judge um as i live and i operate with lawyers 
either at work or um, in the sphere of life, one of the things I begin to see about some of their functions is that they usually offer support, offer strength, offer counsel, and they even intercede. As because of my nature of work, I have had to be to um, I'll go to a police station, um, some law enforcement agencies whereby it almost appeared as if they were going to more or less detain me and then the person who represents me as my advocate or my lawyer begins to offer me strength tells me they're always telling you don't worry everything will be perfect and i'm looking at the person who is about to detain me saying you're not living here tonight and yet my advocate is looking at me and saying don't worry you are living here today so the advocate begins to plead before the judge the advocate offers support the advocate intercede the advocate strengthens and the advocate counsels so every time i had to write a statement in with those law enforcement agencies as uh, i'm trying to just write as it comes to my mind my advocate looks at me and counsels me and tells me no 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 don't write there if you write it this way they are going to use what you have just written against you and that's the work of the advocate and that's the picture john the beloved begins to paint about the person of jesus he describes him as the righteous one and that he said he is our advocate with the father you see the father is a judge and the father himself is a just and a righteous judge every mortal man that comes before the law court of heaven is already pronounced guilty because the bible says that all men have sinned and they have come short of the glory of god even after that till today all men are still sinning and they are still coming short of the glory of god so with the legal system of heaven it was impossible for us to be pronounced righteous. It was impossible for us to be clean. But here comes the advocate who understands the intricacies of the legal system of heaven and who himself is righteous, who comes for a case and begins to intercede for us, begins to counsel us, begins to advocate for us, begins to support us. One of the things that I, I noticed about the human court system is that the advocate always speaks for the right of his clients. So when, when I watch movies, you know, there are some of these movies, you will see that the lawyer is the one who is speaking on behalf of the client. The client is either nodding or just saying yes or saying no. But the person who has become the mouthpiece of the client is the lawyer himself and that is usually because the lawyer already understands the intricacies of the law system they know how to navigate it with accuracy and precision and that's the kind of advocate you have in the lord jesus christ jesus christ understands everything that operates in the law court of heaven and he can stand before god and be able to speak for you so one of the things that jesus christ does every day for us is that is interceding for us even when you cannot speak for yourself there is somebody who is speaking for you i think that somebody needs to be excited about that that we have an advocate that speaks for us because you know sometimes there was a day that there was there was a time in my life whereby i did not do something but something happened in school then i don't want to go into details and i didn't do it but the way they were saying you did it you did it you did it you did it it frustrated me to the point whereby I said, okay, I did it. And I actually did not do it. And I remember one of the teachers looking at me and saying, but Samuel, you did not do this thing. That's what you've been saying for the past one hour. Why are you saying you did it now? 
and he looked at me and that woman looked at me and knew that it's because this young man is frustrated with how we are stressing him you see that's not the way the accuser is because while we are talking about the advocate we have someone who is an accuser who can come and keep accusing you of what you did and what you did not do until you submit and say okay 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 i even did it but not the advocate. The advocate comes to you and makes sure that you are not the one talking. Because he knows that you can begin to talk about yourself until you say wrong things about yourself. So he takes away the conversation from you and then begins to plead your case before the Father. You know, Jesus Christ as our advocate, what he does is that he, he stands as our legal backing. Every time that you have a repentant heart, Jesus Christ begins to stand for you. So between a repentant heart and the law of God, Jesus Christ is always there as the advocate. And as much as, 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 as much as his blood has already been applied to our lives through faith and confession in him, trust me, from that day onward, he becomes the person in charge of your case. So he begins to go to God and begins to say to God, Father, this man might have sinned but i also understand the platform of the law that says that his sin has been forgiven through jesus christ you see there is something that i learned in in the legal system i think is is called double jeopardy which means that a man cannot be judged for a case twice and that is what jesus christ does anytime he's interceding for our case the bible says that or, or this is how John puts it. I'm, I'm trying to explain the text that we just read. He is the advocate with the Father. It means that his position always is beside the Father to explain to the Father that you do not deserve judgment. Because if God judges you again, it becomes the case of double jeopardy. What double jeopardy means is that a man cannot be judged for the same case twice. So, irrespective of what you have done before whether you knew it or you did not know it irrespective of those before those before you have done before that you are suffering for jesus christ came to this world and took all those your sins all those your iniquities every strong decision that you have ever made and will make and he took it to the cross and the bible said he was judged for it so based on that judgment that he was judged you were declared free. So if your case was to come before the righteous judge again, your case is already case dismissed because somebody has already carried your case. So as you are seated right now, I want you to begin to understand your right in Christ that you can no longer be judged for what your father, your grandfather did. No, no, no. Jesus Christ nailed it to the cross. And you talk about, you know, one of the things that if you go to a deliverance ministry, they talk about inherited battles. They talk about things that you are suffering that you don't know about. You can't, you, it's a wrong judgment for you to be judged about those cases. And those are the cases that I want you to take before God today. That it is not right for you to be judged for a case that Jesus Christ has already been judged about. The moment you accepted him and you confessed him as your personal Lord and Savior, you are not supposed to suffer anything anymore because somebody has been judged for you. And so tonight, one of the burdens in prayers is, I refuse to suffer anything that Jesus Christ was nailed in the cross for. I can't 
be healed. He said, by his stripes, I was made healed. I was made whole. He was rejected so that I could be accepted. He was poor so that I would be rich. Every inheritance that I am supposed to have because of his death on the cross, I want that inheritance. And that's some of the bodies that I want you to take before the almighty God tonight. One of the things that I love about this, our advocate, is that he is a compassionate advocate. He's not an advocate who is doing his business because of money. He's an advocate that is the one that paid the price. So he knows everything that you are going through. When you study Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15, I think Hebrews 9 28, John 8 29, the emphasis of that scripture helped us to see that, you see, we do not have an high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. So, I sense that this advocate understands everything that I'm going through, the pressures of life, because he was there. He understands what it means to be hungry, because he was hungry. He understands what it means to to have somebody with family who is sick because he had it. He had the, 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 the mother of Peter that was ill at a point. So we do not have an high priest who cannot be touched. We don't have an advocate who is coming to speak based on, you know, based on just because he is going to be paid. But we have an advocate who understands every single thing that we are going through. And I think you should be happy about that because you have somebody who understands you. The advocate you have has experienced life in this world. The advocate you have was tempted. The advocate you have was rejected. The advocate you have was overlooked. The advocate you have was misunderstood. The advocate you have was abused. The advocate you have was gossiped about. The advocate you have, everything that you can think about, this advocate has experienced it. So you have an advocate who is not representing you theoretically is representing you experientially you know when in most of these lawyers when they come they just come and they begin to say my client here did not do this they don't have an idea of what brought you into that situation but not the kind of advocate you have the advocate you have is not talking in theory he's talking in experience before because every single thing that you have ever passed through he has gone through it. I'm so excited tonight. I'm, I'm sure my neighbors are wondering why I'm shouting this much at home. Usually I don't shout this much. But I'm so, I, I'm so joyful tonight because we have somebody who understands us, who has lived how we lived and then understands everything that we are presenting to him. And you know the interesting thing? We have an advocate who has a clear record. Despite all the things that he experienced, the Bible said he was perfect. He fulfilled all the laws. And so, when he approaches the father, which is his father, the righteous judge, he can say to the father and say, that's father. This my child or this your child really wants to serve you. But it's because of this experience. This is the temptation. I know what he feels like. Please forgive him. Let me help him. And he begins to advocate for you. An earthly advocate can only plead for your case with external evidence or witness. But our heavenly advocate knows our heart. And on the basis of how he sees your heart, that is how he pleads for you. You know, earthly advocates will always plead based on what they have as evidence, physical. And so, sometimes before the judge, because of inadequacies of evidence, even though a man was righteous, he will be judged wrongly. 
but not this advocate this advocate not only has physical evidence of his blood he also has the evidence of your heart because he sees your heart and on the platform of what goes on in your heart he pleads your case before god he knows everything that exists in the legal system of God. And he himself has already satisfied the demands of the justice of heaven. So his advocacy is from a position of strength and righteousness. And God always accepts his son's advocacy on behalf of anyone who has come in alignment with his son. Our own position is just to run to him and say, Father, this is my case. I accept you as my advocate. Because the truth of the matter is that many times we always prefer to plead our case ourselves. Sometimes we are the ones who take the battle to the gate. But why do you want to take the battle to the gate when you have somebody who can fight for you? You have somebody who has the heart of the father. You have somebody who the father loves. And through that platform, that is what you should look at. So, what is God saying to you tonight? God is trying to remind you that you have a lover. You have an advocate. You have somebody who can plead your case correctly. The best that you can do for yourself is to wrap up all your cases and report yourself to him. One of the things that I have learned from lawyers is that you cannot afford to lie to your lawyer because he's the one that will speak for you and your lawyer always has your back your advocate always has your back so you will call to the lawyer your advocate which is the lord jesus christ sincerely tonight and everything that represents iniquity everything that represents sin in your life that's the first thing that you will first present to him and say i lay it down before you you are reaching out to me i know so i lay it down before you so you first lay down everything in your life that you have done wrongly that's the first thing the second thing that you will tell him is that you will expose your weakness to him and you will say to him tonight that i can be weak but you are always strong. So because you are the strong one, go and be the strength for me. I want you to go and speak for me. I want you to go and plead my case before God. And lastly, you will tell him, intercede for me. Sorry, intercede for me. It is the law of double jeopardy for me to suffer for what you died on the cross for so every inheritance that exists in god that belongs to me is it fruitfulness is it the miracles is it everything that exists in christ that has been received released those things that the bible defined as good things that belongs to me i want them today do you know what your advocate said your advocate said it is finished it means that the job has been complete we are complete in him we shouldn't be experiencing some things anymore because we have him you know there's this wonderful song we used to sing in secondary school that i have jesus when i have jesus nothing else nothing else is missing in my life that is what you have you have an advocate that through him you have everything so nothing is missing there is nothing you cannot have with your advocate so tonight also number four you will take to your advocate everything that you desire the bible says commit your ways unto the lord and you will bring it to pass the lord is that jesus take your case to him that father this is what i desire is your advocate he can plead your case take it to him and as long as it is his will for your life perfect will for your life he can bring your case before the father and there shall be perfection tonight so tonight 
I want you to know again the word of God towards you is that you have an advocate. An advocate who is not advocating for you theoretically, but an advocate who is advocating for you experientially. You have an advocate who supports you. Who speaks for you? Who is saying to you, I have been judged for you. And because I was judged for you, the experience you should have is everything that leads to life and godliness. The blessings of God are already yours. That's what your advocate is saying. And your advocate is not one who will give up. Because your advocate has loved you with an everlasting love. And based on that platform tonight, I want you to take your case before the king. And for the next 15 to 20 minutes, I want you to remind him again that advocate, I am just a weak man. But you can be the strength in me. Please go ahead and begin to talk to him for the next 15 minutes. See you on Saturday. God bless you. I can be weak, but you are strong, so be the strength in me, so be the strength in me. I can be weak, but you are strong, Jesus be the strength in me. Jesus be the strength in me. He can't feel himself. I can be weak, but you are strong. So be the strength in me. So be the strength in me. We can be weak, we can be weak. But you're always strong So be the strength in us So be the strength in us Someone lays it down before you I lay my life before you Reign over me Take over me Someone lays it down Before you I lay it down Before you Jesus I lay it down Before you Reign over me, take over me, I lay it down before you. I see you here, I see you here, I see you here. You are reaching out to me You are saying I am loved I see you here I see you here You are reaching out to me 
You are saying I am loved. I see you here. I see you here. He intercedes, yes, for me. Protects me from things unseen. Right between God and me. He intercedes for me. Say he intercedes. Deeper and deeper. Can't help but love. And love. 